0: morning or good night. Not really sure what it is at this point. Thanks for coming back to the process. It's pretty cool that you're here. Today I have something really, really special for you all. It is an interview and conversation with Yen Ospina. She's a friggin' amazing visual artist, but she's also just one of the most honest and magical people I've ever met. I just can't wait for you to hear this conversation. So here we go. Just before I forget, I wanted to kind of describe like where we are because it's so beautiful. (laughs) Beautiful isn't even that word. It's just magical. Like it's just a magical (laughs) spot. So Yen has invited me into her studio slash bedroom and there's art books just displayed on it looks like almost like a bookstore and then there's like plants everywhere well there's dried flowers dried flowers flowers, dead plants and then there's just art everywhere obviously beautiful fabrics and like small paintings and
1: mirrors um, and jewelry and um, furniture, everything is is vintage or antique.
0: I love it, and and also just to kind of set the scene, like we're sitting on the bed, so it's a very like casual. Yeah.
1: Yes, I always want to. <laughs> I always like anyone that comes over. I kind of just tell them that I live in my room, and I'm just like, you can just hang out on my bed with me, it's, you know? Grab yeah. some tea, and then we can hang out and talk about life.
0: Yen Ospina is the daughter of Colombian-born immigrants who came to the United States in order to provide a better life for their child. As a proud Latinx queer artist, Yen enriches the lives of those around her through her unique and captivating work. A multi-talented artist, she creates in multiple mediums and scales, from digital prints to community murals. Her work centers on themes of power, mysticism, and visibility. She utilizes a core color palette of ochre, chocolate, cinnamon red, earthy orange, and a deep, dusty teal that makes her diverse body of work instantly recognizable as done in her hand. Ah, oh, so cool. <laughs> also, I'm not sure how to pronounce ochre. <laughs> Is that how you pronounce ochre? I think so. Never o- actually okra? heard on you. Okra. Ochre? Ochre? Close enough. Anyway, but oh my gosh, I'm so excited to dig deeper into, like, your background and your art, and I just can't even wait. Is it weird to hear your bio read? It's really
1: amazing to kind of hear it out loud and being like, wow, look where I've, where I've I don't know, where, where I grew up and look where I
0: am now. Um, so I always like to start with just a very open-ended question. What does the creative process mean to you?
1: That's a great question. I mean... <laughs> People talk about basically how um, people feel when they start to create something. Mm -hmm. So they say, like, when you create something out of nothing, that's when you feel more fulfilled. Mm -hmm. Which is really crazy to think because just by looking at, places or people or art or even the sky i just start to draw something in my mind and it's just so visibly clear to me that i was just like okay i have a solid idea now i think i'm just going to start drawing it and i also have a lot of books so when it comes to art nouveau or um especially old oil paintings of like the Mm. 1500s and 1600s. Everything is just so whimsical and so passionate and sensual, which I feel a lot when it comes to my artwork. I I believe in sensuality. Mm. Um, I believe in expressing yourself in that way and how things are just, just moments and, and, Pieces of body are just so beautiful. Like when people say the female gaze, the female gaze is like when you look at the way that somebody holds, like puts their hand on a counter or how somebody like touches their neck when they're talking or um, the way that somebody looks at you when they're talking to you. It's just like all of these beautiful moments where everything looks like a painting to me, which... (laughs) I I really feel that when I'm just talking to people and then I'm looking at just like all of these details of their faces, their freckles, like their jawline, the way that the sun is hitting them. So I'm just inspired by all of that and everything around me. So my art process is really just scattered all over the place um, because I have ADHD
0: Okay. Interesting. Yeah.
1: And I also have anxiety and depression. Um, but I've, I've kind of just like, I hyper fixate on things mm. very easily. <laughs> and I've used that to my advantage when it comes to my artwork. I've really noticed that like my hyperfixation is just like, I can get this done in four hours and completely lose myself in it. And it can be artwork or it can be Putting artwork together, hand cutting everything, um, just writing notes to people when they buy my artwork. Mm. Everything is just kind of like a an art process. Yeah, like everything that you do, right. it's just a creative art, art process.
0: It's interesting that you say it's scattered because I feel like you could see it as it's scattered because it's like everything or you could see it as it's very unified because it's just you. Yeah. <laughs> like you living yeah. is your art process <laughs> or your creative process.
1: It's tiring sometimes because I just feel a lot. Like I feel I'm just my emotions are so deep mm-hmm. and I'm a sensitive person um when it comes to the way people are if they're upset or things like that and I guess that's also plays with like boundaries and trying to set boundaries with yourself with like what you feel you want to open yourself up to so it's it's overwhelming it's euphoric sometimes actually most of the time it's euphoric Mm -hmm. and like overwhelming and exciting and and passionate and then sometimes I'm just like wow I'm really tired. My energy is spent. Mm-hmm. And I really notice when I have done 110% because I'm just like, I need four days to <laughs> <laughs> not do anything yes. and just watch movies and maybe just be a slob and lay on the bed yeah. and eat a bunch of chips, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah I've, I've noticed to not feel guilty about that. Right. Because especially in a society where it's just like, go, 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 24-7, mm-hmm. which is just capitalism. <laughs> all right, all right. Yep. Yep. I, I've grown to be okay and not feel guilty with the fact that I'm just like, I'm a human and I need rest. It takes so much time to it's, figure it's it out. It's not simple. I'm
0: sure also we're always going to be figuring it out. It's not like right. we're going to, now we have arrived right. at the moment when <laughs> we know ourselves fully. Exactly.
1: You just got to take baby
0: steps. For sure. Yeah. Um, I love that you describe it as euphoric, though, mostly like euphoric and passionate.
1: Sometimes I don't even know how to describe what I'm feeling. That's why I, I end up creating whatever I create, because there's just no words to really express how deep this feeling is inside of me. And then it's just so much easier just putting it in color and and just letting my my pencil or my brush just keep moving and grooving. And it's kind of like a dance too, which I've noticed.
0: I, I feel that when I look at your work, too, like you you are just putting that you're sharing that with the world as like an offering. That's how it feels with your artwork. Um, which is just amazing, but it sounds like it gives you a lot of joy too, or at least like a lot of catharsis. Maybe those are two, maybe those are the same thing, but yes. Yeah. Yeah, it
1: definitely. So does. you're not just like
0: doing it for everyone else. You're doing it for yourself. And then it just happens to be benefiting everyone else, too.
1: It's really amazing. Yeah. And I never get tired when somebody tells me how inspired they are of my artwork. Mm. I never get tired of that. And I, I mean, I keep myself humble, like 24-7. Mm. And that was just, you know, I'm here to share. And you opened yourself up to me in that way and there's a lot of vulnerable Mm. vulnerability when it comes to something like that i mean art is is sensitive sensual like i said like passionate and it's a lot of feelings like you feel a lot of stuff when you see artwork sometimes when you i feel like when you actually let yourself
0: open up to it Mm. wow yeah i'm really interested in how you stay balanced like what routines you've kind of put in place if you have any um that help you kind of balance that like euphoria with the exhaustion or just euphoria with like regular life too
1: for me i need routine i it's the only thing that's like it's the same it doesn't change like i have control over it it feels really good so when i wake up in the morning i do all of like meditate, read journal, and then I take a shower, you know, play with my kitty a little bit, and then (laughs) go to the gym, and then make sure that I spend outside at least an hour and a half or two hours just being outside. Amazing. So it takes a couple of hours in the morning for that routine to set in, but then once all of that is done, then I have the energy and the strive to just get work done later on right before i became a full-time artist Mm -hmm. um, i was working at this super cute used furniture store that i've been with for seven years Um, they're called Mimi's Attic it's right in Ithaca and it was great i mean i had like a good mix of of being stimulated in a different way and i did a lot of history research on each furniture piece that came in Mm. or each artwork piece that came in. And I learned about it and I was also inspired by it in some sort of way. Um, But that was really, it was started to get hard because I felt like Mm. I was like prioritizing art 24 seven in my mind while I was there and it wasn't fair to me or the store. So I decided to leave and, I was just like, you know what? I saved um, a little bit of money and I think I'm just gonna do a full send and yeah. just make this full time. I knew yeah. that I <laughs> was just gonna be here 24 <laughs> seven. So I made a plan. Mm-hmm. I was just like, I can't, I can't spend every day in this room all day.
0: Right.
1: So I need to make a routine. And normally, I mean, my artwork, I try to do like a 10 to five kind of thing, but it's not always the case when it comes to art, because it's like when you're inspired, you just want to start drawing and you can draw until midnight. So that ends up (laughs) happening. (laughs) But it feels really good having a routine and then um, also prioritizing mental health, like going to therapy, go to therapy once a week. Um, I go to meetings um, twice a week, and it's just a lot of mental work, mental and emotional work that Mm -hmm. has helped me so much to, you know, live with myself, love myself, learn about myself, and really healing um, so many phases of myself, like my inner child, Mm -hmm. my teen self, my, my late 20s self. So that's, that's a whole process that I'm going through that is a part of my routine. And if I do all of those things, ev- every day feels like I'm doing something that I love. So it just makes it so much easier because it's like I'm looking forward to what I'm doing. It's pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> seriously. I mean, yeah. you're working so hard, but you've figured out how to work hard for things that you love, which is so...
1: Cool. Yeah, And it's like working hard for yourself, too, and right. for the needs that you, you know, need to do to make sure that you're fully functioning and your body's good and healthy and you're mentally good and healthy. It's amazing.
0: Yeah, the mental health thing is so important just to like talk about, I think, because I think that it's often just kind of like pushed away in conversations or it's or we're shown the product at the end and we're not thinking about like all of the work, like you're saying that went into that product. I'm a big
1: believer of mental health. I always want to prioritize it (laughs) 24 seven. I mean, when, when my friends and I really get into deep conversations, we're literally processing like what we've been through, where we are right now, how we're dealing with stuff Mm -hmm. and, we're also setting boundaries with each other and it's just a lot of awareness and it's a lot of awareness that I feel like people from the 80s and 90s that were born didn't really have until recently and yeah (laughs) it's (laughs) I feel I feel like a little bit jealous of all of the teens that I meet now because they're just so aware of themselves and they're so good at setting boundaries. And I'm just like, man, when I was that age, I was really afraid of saying anything. Now I'm actually talking about my boundaries and being like, you know, that actually makes me feel uncomfortable or I'm not ready for this certain moment. Maybe we can reschedule or you know whatever yeah. works, just being transparent and open and starting a conversation with it is something that I am really happy that I feel comfortable with doing now which in the past I would just be so afraid of making somebody upset that I end up not saying anything and then it and then ends you're up upset and you're <laughs> exactly. you have
0: to bear the burden of the upsetness yeah, instead of exactly. them <laughs> yeah oh my gosh oh, it's hard it's hard because when you're conditioned, To worry about everyone else and like what they're feeling. All the time. You really it's a pro it's a whole process.
1: Mm -hmm. Being open like that and having the space to talk to each other about these things, I think is really wonderful for both of us because we're both learning and we're both practicing. Right. And that can be with anyone that comes into your life. And sometimes people aren't really ready for those things and so we end up coming together but then we end up separating paths and it is what it is you know we're just you start to notice you know you really care about a person but it's not really going to help either one of us to continue with the friendship if we're just on different paths and that's also okay yeah you know that's just life.
0: So, I'm curious like how your how your identity, many identities. I'm sure you have like many identities. How your many identities have like fed into your work as an artist, but also just like fed into this personal growth that you've been talking about.
1: Well, I think for it's different for everyone. Right. I think it's different for everyone. I mean, for me, I think it's really important because it's acceptance with myself like I worked really hard to fight for this queer identity especially in a very traditional Catholic Latin community um, yeah. which is frowned well not as much anymore but 15-20 years ago right. it was frowned upon we're, I we're mean like it's very up. difficult yeah. exactly yeah. so That's really important to me because I fought for that and now I'm just fully embracing that part of me and I feel really good about it. And I feel really proud about it too. And also my Latinx identity. Um, my, My family, I mean, my parents came here and they made a life here. Um, but they also didn't want me to be a target. And Mm. so they tried to basically tell me to fit in with the other people, um, which was just like, you know, the more you fit in, the less you're, you're seen, which is safer for you. And now fully embracing my, my Latinx identity. Right is such a big deal for me because I am a person of color and I've struggled with that for a very long time, mm-hmm. not knowing who I fully was until, like, I would say, like, six years ago. But I really embraced it and I'm just like, this is who I actually am. Yeah. And I have this whole beautiful culture that makes makes up myself my whole family and every time i go to colombia to visit my family i feel good there the food is amazing i mean there's still there's still stuff that they really need to progress in cuz they're <laughs> behind but for the most part it's just kind of beautiful witnessing mm. like this culture and being like that's mine that's right. my culture
0: like you feel a belonging yeah mm.
1: it feels great so i mean for me, those identities are really important to me yeah. um, because I feel like I am, I don't know, just fighting the fight against <laughs> everything that's going on yeah. when it comes to, to people of color and what they're struggling with. Yeah, And I want it to be known that if there's any young, driven, artistic, people of color, they can do what I do. And so I want to be an inspiration for that too. Like it's possible to fulfill your dreams in that sort of way.
0: Hell yes, (laughs) yes, yes. I have nothing more to say about that, that's amazing. (laughs) That's exactly, yes, okay. You deal a lot in your art with like um, female-centered mythology and you deal with like your cultural identity a lot in your art. And also, like, spirituality is super strong. Um, And I'm sure there's so many things that I'm missing. But can you just talk a little bit about, like, what inspires your art, what you put into it?
1: I think I sort of, well, basically what happened is I lost my job um, during the pandemic. And I had all of this time. And I was just like, okay, what am I going to do now? Of course, I'm going to make art. So then, I started to just draw all of these women of color, and draw them as like I basically it was just um, the opposite of like all of the oil paintings that you see of portraits of white women. Yes. And I'm just like, you know, I'm really hey, I'm really sick and tired of seeing all of those oil paintings. I mean, I know they've been around. <sighs> For, for 1500 plus years and I see them in museums so many times I'm just like where are the beautiful women of color yes like I I need that yeah. and so yeah. I made it to to make this a priority mm. and make women of color be seen that that kind of just like drove the the women of like this beautiful mythology of like all of these women and yeah. Every time I see an oil painting that is I mean all of them are white.
0: Even the ones that are supposed to be from the part of the world where there's no white people. Yes. Like it's just yes. ridiculous.
1: So yeah. I made it my <laughs> I made it my plan to basically just turn all of those white people into people of color. <laughs> Like, yeah. all of these, like, Renaissance paintings yeah. and to all of the... Like, I just want them to be more represented. Right. And I feel like a lot of the people of color now that are artists really are trying to strive for that, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, like, really thankful to have, to have this energy to do this and yeah. also inspiration to do this because it's just so awesome finishing a piece and being like, look how fucking amazing this woman is yes like she is powerful she is strong she is just being like she is the center of attention Mm. and that was also an acceptance of me being a a brown woman right and it was great because I started looking at myself in the mirror Mm -hmm. and I started noticing all of these all of these things about me like all of these details like, the way that my lips are, the way that my eyes are, my eyes are hooded, and, like, just all of these details of, like, wow, like, my facial structure is not white at all, (laughs) and I'm just, like, I'm so beautiful, and that's something that I'm trying to do, like, every morning, like, words of affirmation of, like, reminding myself, like, you're beautiful. And I just like want all of the women to feel that way. And it's just really hard because there's just so many things that I feel like bring women down, especially when it comes to to social media and marketing yeah. and capitalism, just all, all these things that are either trying to sexualize women to an extent or being like, you need to put a bunch of makeup on, buy all these makeup products right. um, and, or like, you know, try to lose weight or I, it's just like so many different things out there that there's are just, so
0: yeah. Things. Yeah. Especially for women of color too. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And then I just feel like men just be walking down the streets and they're just like, I'm just, you know, myself and I don't have to change anything. Yep. So that stresses me out. Cause I'm just like, there's just so much pressure on women. 24-7. And I'm just sick of it. I'm really sick of it. And I feel like a lot of women now are just like, I'm so sick and tired of it. I'm not going to shave my armpits anymore.
0: Yeah. That's that was be. me a lot two years ago. Yeah.
1: You yeah. know? And I'm going to do whatever I want to do. I'm going to dress however I want to dress. Like, I'm going to wear whatever I want to wear. Do whatever I want to do to my face. Dye my hair a different color. Like, it doesn't matter. Because
0: yeah.
1: I am taking control of my own body now. So it's just hard being a woman now. Yes. And it's always it's been so hard true. and it's still hard and it's probably going to take a very long time to yeah. actually feel like equal right. because there still isn't equality in that aspect. I mean, women are literally walking down a street in the middle of the night being afraid like by themselves. Like they always have to have some sort of some weapon to keep them fit keep them safe
0: yeah.
1: and it's just aggravating like For sure like I don't feel comfortable going into the woods by myself when I want to go on a hike or something
0: right and that's not your fault zero percent your fault it's all the culture yeah. teaching the men and teaching the women yeah it's just yeah just, yeah
1: and I'm yeah. just like everyone should just be teaching each everyone about boundaries at a very young
0: age and what is consent Oh my god, we did not learn about consent no. when we were in grade school or middle school or high school. No, no. Literally never learned about it yeah. until I got to college. That was the first time that I ever heard the word consent.
1: Yeah, and also sex education
0: is just- Oh my god, awful. what was that?
1: Like Yeah, they need to- they need to do a better job.
0: First of all, it's all cis. Like, every- yeah. hopefully that's changing now, but I don't know. Like, I, I hope it's changing. no idea.
1: I have no idea, but I, I really hope so.
0: You're talking about how you want all women to feel beautiful, especially women of color, because they have been made to feel not beautiful in society for so long.
1: Especially in Western, Western especially
0: culture. in Western culture, and you paint. Well, I guess I shouldn't say paint. You create. How should I say this? It you it draw, is paint, it and it's it's like
1: painting yeah. digitally, right? Which is which I also yeah. want to get into about like I the don't. accessibility. Um, when it comes to art, especially in the art Ooh, industry um, yes. right now, but yes. yeah, so it's all digitally done. Right. Um, and it, basically, what I'm doing is I'm I'm scanning textured paper, and then I'm drawing and painting um, digitally on my iPad, and I use the Procreate app. So um, kudos to Procreate for that. Nice. Um,
0: Sponsor. 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 Yeah. <laughs>
1: but i've been I've been so thankful because of it and yeah. so um, I had a I had a conversation with somebody the other day and they were just like mm-hmm. like you should start painting start mm-hmm. pricing it really high and I'm just like <sighs> when I was growing up um, I remember going to exhibits and seeing all of this beautiful artwork that was way out of my price age range like just so just not affordable not easily accessible and I basically later on when I started to actually paint and draw um, especially right now I just wanted to prioritize my art in being affordable I wanted anyone and everyone who can afford art to just buy it in that way Uh, The art industry is just really elite. I just feel like, I mean, I just feel like there's just just such a separation of class when it comes to that. So, like, my priority is just, like, every art that I do is all technically original. Right. And, I mean, I just want everyone to afford it. Yeah. I mean, everybody has been really happy about it. And everybody actually can own it yeah and it's awesome and like teens are just like i actually have money to to own this and i have this in my room and it makes me happy and i'm just like hell yeah yes makes you feel some sort of way then just freaking do it
0: yeah i mean last year i was making like a tiny amount of money and i was able to buy one of your prints for my sister for christmas and it made me incredibly happy and she was just like so excited yeah so i i think that it's also an important thing for for everyone who's listening to realize that like you are literally paying all your bills with this now. You're not just like making it affordable and like struggling or something. You're yeah. making it affordable and it's actually working for you. Yeah. And it's it really can cool. be done. Right. It can be
1: done. <laughs> I, I'm living very comfortably. I mean, yeah. I'm, I would say... I think the middle class is like seventy thousand or something per year, which I really? find crazy right that is now. Crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. I mean, I'm t- technically I am lower class, right. but I'll tell you now that I am living comfortably and happily, and money is not a priority to me. As mm-hmm. long as I'm paying my bills and I'm surviving, then I'm just happy at just living.
0: Yeah,
1: you know. Yeah. So. I don't know. People are just always like, you should be making more money. And I'm like, yeah, no, I get it. And I'm, I'm working towards like valuing my artwork, but you know, right now it's working and everybody's really happy and I'm really happy. So yeah, it's okay. I,
0: I saw that you're, um, you're starting to like have your artwork on clothing at GAP oh yeah which just speaking about money i was just thinking about it i was like that's probably a really good way to kind of like commercialize it more while still like maintaining your integrity and like still being able to make it accessible
1: i mean i'm a big believer of of manifestation i'm Mm. a big believer of energy and like i mean we're all made up of stardust right Energy right. can't fully be destroyed. How I really think about it is like a scientific but spiritual way. In an aspect where it's just like you're kind of like a magnet. <laughs> so it's like whatever is happening and whatever you want, you can do that. And so like I have this whole like witchy thing going on with with witchy. myself, you know, like doing yes. some incantations and some prayers, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But
1: it makes me happy, so I do it. Um, But I just remember just praying and just being like, you know what, I'm not going to think about money and money will just come to me. And then Gap ended up reaching out to me and then messaging me. And they said that they found me through social media and they paid me a flat fee. And, you know, that flat fee is in my savings account. Hopefully just like buying property in the future right, right. Oh, I <laughs> to build a little it. tiny house yes, I will we'll it. I it. <laughs> but I'm just like there is there is this thing when it comes to money because um I grew up um semi-poor um you know my my parents were really working very hard to try to give me the best life that they could and you know for the most part they did a great job I'm just really good at saving money. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, yo, that money is there. Like kind of like out of sight, out of mind, put it in the savings yes. account. Don't worry about it kind of yes, thing. Yes, that's
0: so great. <laughs> that's so great.
1: Yeah. So I just like take out the money that I need for the week, mm-hmm. you know, kind of set a goal of like how much I want to save for the month. And it works really well for me.
0: I think that's extremely important is like dismantling the idea of the struggling artist as like, or the starving artist mm-hmm. is a... a more dramatic term but so many people use that term so I think it's important to start like telling stories of people especially women of color who are definitely not starving artists like you are like powerful in your art and powerful in your business yeah like you're a fucking entrepreneur over here and I just think it's like so important to make that really really clear
1: it's (laughs) everyone I totally (laughs) agree and it's a lot of work you need
0: so much work.
1: You need oh to put God. so much work into I being know. the photographer, right. the, the social media person, the marketing manager, the marketing manager yeah. like the person who answers all the emails, like right. making you. contracts, just all of this stuff. Yeah. And I mean, it pays off when, when you're really passionate about it and you really feel like you want this to be your life. You do it, it makes you happy. And then it just all ends up working out. You know, when you really put your mind into something, it ends up happening kind of thing. Um, And just working your butt off. And so I was put on this earth for whatever reasons, probably to try to learn the lessons that I didn't learn in my past life and just keep working on it. Yeah. And also just enjoying this. Because I've met people before and there was just like this instant connection either platonic or romantic. Uh-huh. And it all just felt like, I feel like I know you. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. And also it's an inspiration to me to, to make these, these dreamy, surreal um, art pieces. Right. Because I just feel like being human is just strange and beautiful And exhausting, and amazing. It's just all, all of the feelings, all of it.
0: Yeah, yeah, and you're just like acknowledging all of it with your colors, and your you have such deep colors, and like all your lines are so fluid and but strong. Yeah, I I mean, it all comes through. You've talked a little bit about this, and you've kind of touched on it a little bit, but how does creating art express Like, trauma and healing for you?
1: Very big themes. Um, I remember growing up and having my mom tell me, like, you need to be something, like, you need to work hard, you need to be a teacher, or blah, blah, blah. And I just remember being really romanced with with this idea of art and i was really hesitant at first because i'm just like is this can i make this my life and so i was brought up with being like your first generation you need to go to college you need to work your ass off and i just went to college because you know they wanted me to yeah and and It was really hard for me because I felt like I had no freedom um, when I was younger. Um, Basically, one of the strives for me to go to college was the freedom Hmm. because I'm just like, I don't really know who I am other than being part of this family. And I feel like I need something different. Yeah. And so I ended up going to college, changed my my degree a bunch of times (laughs) and... Ended up just teaching myself art. Um, the last the last year I was there. And there yeah. was a studio and it was open. And I was just like, cool, I'm gonna use this.
0: Hell yes, I love it.
1: I started teaching myself a lot. Mm. And I basically healed a lot inside of me and still am healing my inner child, my teen my teen like my young adults (laughs) my late 20s like there's just like these phases of life where I'm just like I need to heal all of these parts of me because now where I am I feel really comfortable with myself I have the freedom to be who I am and I found it really important to just do the work and the work is not easy. It's really uncomfortable, really heartbreaking. There's a lot of crying involved, <laughs> <laughs> and but there's 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 something really good after you get all that cry out and all the frustration out, and you give yourself those moments to feel uncomfortable, just be in that discomfort. Um, whereas I feel like in the past. Being in that discomfort, I was just like, I'm going to try to fill that void with something else. So I feel like it's a lot of practice trying to sit with that discomfort and letting it pass um, and kind of reminding yourself that it's not going to be forever. You're not going to feel this way forever, Mm -hmm. which is always my problem because it feels like eternity when I'm going through that discomfort. And it's really hard because, I mean, my parents love me unconditionally. Um, But when it comes to, to trauma, there's just, like, they also had generational trauma. And a lot of, like, the habits that they brought into raising me is what they learned when they were younger. It's basically just, like, this idea of, You've probably seen movie The Encant well Encanto. Yeah, right? oh, yeah. I just watched it last right? week actually. <laughs> so <laughs> yep. won awards. Su- right. Like super amazing. Uh-huh. Like the representation was magnificent. That's and, great. Yeah. It was That's it awesome. was beautiful. It was yeah. like everything that was Columbia. And also it's the idea, the topic of just all of this generational trauma. Mm-hmm. It's just was so real it yeah. was so real I mean I cried wow. so many times having it represented that way it's just like so beautiful because it just I feel like it's just I don't really know if our parents or their grandparents are going to know or understand like what we're going through trying to break that cycle of trauma. It's just something that I, I try to do every day with them, like setting boundaries. And it's still really hard. It's still really hard because right. I feel like they still, they're like, we made you. You owe us mm-hmm. because we made you. Mm-hmm. Even though we didn't even have the choice of being born or not, right. which yeah, I find that's a crazy. Hard. I know. Because I was just like, right. wouldn't it be cool if we were aware And be like, you know what, I'm just not going to, you know, be a human this time around. Maybe next time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sweet. (laughs) I know,
0: I wish.
1: I think about that a lot. And I'm just like, I didn't choose this life, you know. I didn't choose to be alive. I was really rebellious when I was younger. Like, everything that my mom wanted, I did the opposite. Because I felt like that was the only way of me controlling my own narrative. Right. I'm just like, this is, I'm actually making a decision and it's my decision. So it's just going to take a lot of work right. and it's going to take a lot of time, but it can be done. And I think what I struggle with the most is accepting the fact that they're probably not going to change because change is uncomfortable. So who wants to put work into being uncomfortable all the time? They really support me in my artwork they That's really noticed how like I made this into a job right and they, they know that I'm a hard worker and they see that I basically defied like, all, all they said when they when we I was younger, like, going to college and getting a right. real job, and I'm just like, this is my real job, and I'm going to live like this for the rest of my life. And they're like, you're amazing. You're striving. We're really happy for you. Now I'm trying to, like, you know, have them accept all of these parts of themselves mm-hmm. where I'm trying to make them aware yeah. so they can process that stuff. But at the same time, it's like when somebody wants to process something, they'll process it. But if they don't, they just won't. So. Right. Sometimes you just can't push that stuff. And if they don't want to do it, that's fine. But I'm just trying to, I'm just going to set boundaries to make sure that whatever they end up doing is not going to affect affect me or let it affect me in some sort of way. I know we're all just doing our best that we can with what we have. Um, I just see like the potential of like, there's a way and I'm doing it. And look how freaking cool this is. You should join me. But yeah. still love them. I think they're just like you know you're happy and you're yeah. and you're paying right. the bills. Yeah. yeah, and that's the goal. I yeah. mean, they still want me to have babies, and I'm just like nah, <laughs> uh, yeah. nah, maybe not. <laughs> oh, Latin culture, you know. It's it's a crazy ride. <laughs> I'm just really I feel very mm. fortunate to kind of just just grow up with two cultures mm-hmm. which was also pretty confusing to me cuz I just felt like I was floating in between two cultures for most of my life Interesting. but now accepting yeah. both cultures and being like this is these are both a part of me
0: you can hold both of them like, yeah learn from both
1: of them exactly
0: i'm curious what your like spiritual connection is with your partner
1: it's the healthiest relationship i've ever been in my life There are just clear moments where we're just we set time apart once a week and we have an open space for each other to talk about our feelings or whatever's bothering us. And something if something's bothering us, we set a boundary and then we work on it this week. Or if it's something like we need to go out more, Mm -hmm. we need to have more dates, we do it for the next week to see how we're feeling and then we talk more about it. So I believe it's really important to have that um, openness when it comes to your partner, especially like having these meetings, mm-hmm. which is just like, how's the relationship going? How are you feeling about the relationship? Right. What do you want to work on once a week has really made our relationship so much more fluid and easy because I was really, I was just dealing with a lot of past trauma bringing it into the relationship and unlearning so much Mm. which takes so it takes a lot of time and a lot of patience it takes so much patience and and my partner has a lot of patience and i'm really thankful for him because of it i mean Mm. he's a beautiful human being i mean completely different in every way (laughs) like from me like it's just, it's uh, just really interesting because I'm like more of the whimsical, right. just fantasy, you know, and he's, he's more of like the logical, like fiction. You know, if we yes. were, if we, if we were novels, right. I would be the fantasy yes, and yes. then he would be the fiction.
0: Interesting.
1: Yeah. Which opposites attract. Yeah, you have that on. <laughs> you have that young young Yeah, on. yeah. And it works. It honestly works. And oh, yeah. he, he supports me in everything that I do. I have an art so market boring. in a couple of days. He will pack everything up and be like, all right, babe, we're ready, to go. It's really hard, especially when you're somebody that's so codependent to differentiate like healthy and unhealthy. So really witnessing how it can actually work and not just dealing with the bare minimum when it comes to men is just amazing because it's like the bare minimum shit is the bare minimum it is like right. you got to be doing nice. more than yes. just the bare minimum and now that i've had this i'm just like i don't want any woman to fucking settle anymore yeah. i want yeah. them to be treated like a queen 24 7
0: so, <laughs> yes so i'm just like yeah and that's what girl. you're drawing queens you're painting queens <laughs> exactly. like it's you're painting the like just the empowerment thing and yes
1: beauty and strength
0: yes 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 I would love to talk about the the mural project a little bit that you're starting um, with teens in Ithaca.
1: It's a great opportunity. Um, I'm working with the Women's Opportunity Center and the Youth Program in Ithaca. The Women's Opportunity Center has this room, a waiting room for for children, because across the street um, is a courthouse. There's there's no comforting area in there for children, um, especially when, when parents are going to court cases. So it's going to be really warm and colorful, like and it's basically going to be in the woods with like fairies and animals and then there's just gonna be chalkboard paint on one of the main walls so wow. the kids can can draw and just like do whatever they want to do on that chalk paint and I think it's just gonna be really nice. I am working with the youth program because I think it would be a great opportunity to just have them see how murals work, like how long it actually takes to make a mural. It does take a lot of time. They're all um, teens of color. And we are actually going to be meeting today just to look at the space and maybe just chat and just feel it out a little bit, and then next week we're going to jump into starting um, the mural. Just having a space where it feels like, wow, this space feels like really safe is my most important priority. So I'm really excited to work with the teens, and just I'm really thankful because I feel like Ithaca is just prioritizing murals so much and um, the Ithaca murals... They've helped me with a lot of murals in the past and I really appreciate them. And they have this coloring book actually of like all of the murals that are in Ithaca. There's four or five of my murals in there. Basically, every time they sell a book, they're saving up money to pay a portion of the book off. But also the other portion is going to any future murals that end up happening in Ithaca, which is amazing.
0: Makes so much sense, too, because you're talking about like art accessibility and like this is like the most accessible art exactly. possible is like a wall exactly. that you can just experience i can't wait to hear about it and see the see the room <laughs> yeah
1: i'm gonna take some time-lapse videos and definitely yes. before and afters it's gonna be awesome we're gonna be playing some music the teens and i are gonna just be talking about life and art and if they want to talk a little bit more in depth of like what kind of art they're inspired by
0: oh uh, it's gonna be i'm just so excited for them to like absorb all your all your like philosophies and wisdoms and (laughs) and like get to know themselves through talking to you and doing this work and yeah that's awesome let's just do some rapid fire questions okay okay what was your favorite age growing up i would say now okay great what song have you listened to on repeat recently so it's called
1: canto canta by amo amo Mm. It's like that whimsical Ooh. voice, yeah, and it's Spanish. I can send it to you if you want.
0: Yes, please. This is amazing. Please send it to me. Um, canto by Amo Amo. Mm-hmm. Canta by Amo, amo. Amazing, Yeah, yes. canta. So listen to that on the, on the way home. Awesome. What's the most powerful art you've ever experienced?
1: I would say a lot of Salvador Dali's paintings are really powerful and surreal. So I really love those. And also Frida Kahlo paintings. Like, all of those are just so emotional. Everything that she was going through, she was just, like, making it really open and clear to everyone. And, yeah, I I mean, relationships are hard. And she was really expressing that in her paintings and what she was going through.
0: Um, What gives you joy? Dancing. Dancing. Ah, oh, yes! <laughs> I love dancing! It's so joyful! Yes. Yes, okay. Um, favorite quote or mantra? Or prayer? Um,
1: I don't chase, I attract. What belongs to me will simply find me.
0: Gorgeous. Um, last thing, what makes you feel most alive? Oh my god. I know, it d- doesn't have to be most, just what makes you feel alive?
1: <laughs> um. When... When people come up to me and tell me how inspired they are by my artwork, it really makes me feel so just overwhelmed with <sighs> so it's just like so many feelings. There's like no words for it, really. But like when somebody tells me they're just like, you're... Your artwork is amazing. It made me feel so many things. I own your prints, like they're on my walls. And I look at it every day and it makes me feel more powerful. And I'm just like, yes, yes, yes. That's what I make wanna make you feel. You feel that way, like you get it.
0: That's awesome. They're seeing you and they're seeing your art. And they're seeing them themselves and they're through. Seeing this, right, it's the connection.
1: Yes, exactly. Oh, it's yeah. like all of the above, all the things.
0: Incredible. Well, it's been an absolute honor to talk Thank to you. you. Um, I'm really sad that we have to end, honestly, because I just have so many more questions <laughs> and just want to <laughs> learn, like, everything. Thank you for the opportunity. But I hope you have a ton of fun at your meal meeting. Nice. Like, that just sounds so fun. I'm really looking forward to that. i sounds so Okay, guys. What did I tell you? Just so much wisdom and mind-blowing shit in there. I'm gonna have to listen to this, like, a thousand more times. Um, if you want to buy Yen's art or learn more about her, check out her new projects. Go to yenospina.com. That's y e n o s p i n a dot com, or follow her at yenospina on Instagram. The process is presented by Rochester Broadcast. This podcast is produced, edited, and mixed by Sienna Ficholo. Our theme music is written and performed by Sienna Pacciolo, Chris Palace, and Jordan Rabinowitz, featuring Sally Louise on guitar. Mixed by Chris Palace, mastered by Jet Galindo. See you next month. Sending hugs.